people pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. There's only one Valerie. And if you can decide Valerie in one word, it's Valerie. Nobody will ever be Valerie. An Academy Award nominee, the one who best actress of the year award at the recent Cannes Film Festival. Please welcome the lovely, the talented Valerie Perrine, ladies and gentlemen. She's like my dream girl. She's everyone's dream girl. The epitome of a Hollywood movie star. Let's catch up! Yes, Les? A truly magnetic personality. Valerie's always had an infectious kind of spirit. She was excited about life and excited where she was. It was kind of contagious feeling. When will Valerie be grown up? I hope never. Really? Yes. I don't feel very good. The doctors don't know what's going on with me. There are uh, times where we aren't able to pin down a diagnosis. How hard is it for you to do your makeup nowadays? It's almost impossible with the shakes. I can't walk. I can't write. I can't talk right. I can't act. She had such command of her body. To lose that for anybody is so incredibly difficult. I didn't want the world to think. I just faded away. I have Parkinson's. It's tough. I have to go day by day. No matter what life gives you, you have to fight. Something left that you haven't accomplished in your life. I think I've done it all. Hey folks, welcome to a special bonus episode of The Projection Booth. On this episode, I'm talking with Stacy Souther, the director of Valerie. It is a documentary about Valerie Perrine, one of the most delightful and familiar faces of the 1970s going into the 1980s. She was in films such as Lenny, Can't Stop the Music, Superman, of course, so much more. Check out this interview, and I hope you enjoy the documentary. Pick that up at ValerieMovie.com. It was a little bit like Deja Vu when I watched it again, because I had actually seen it a while back. I was one of your Kickstarter donors. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Maybe last year? Did you see last year? I think so. So is it a little bit of a strange experience for you to be talking about this now when so much time has passed since the end of the documentary? Not really. It just kind of seems like it kind of keeps flowing. It keeps going. I'm just not somebody that did a documentary about Valerie. Valerie's like my mother. We're beyond close. I see her several times a day. I'm the last person to see her every night. I actually just left her apartment and came home to do this. She lives like two blocks from me. So, I, I mean, I see her more than anybody else, basically. 
Well, tell me a little bit about you. I mean, you have done so many different things. I'm so curious how you kind of got involved in the entertainment business. Well, I moved to Los Angeles from Georgia. That's where I was born in 1999. And I moved out here to act. I never acted. I'd never, I was a huge TV fan, movie fan my whole life. As a kid, you know, three years old, I'd be up watching the midnight movie. My parents, just the way it was. But I decided I wanted to be like Brad Pitt. He moved out here and didn't know how to act. And he got a good teacher. And well, we see what happened to Brad Pitt. So that was kind of my thing. So I kind of came out and kind of just jumped into acting to see what would happen. And, you know, that's kind of what brought me to L.A. to begin with. Documentary stuff, that's a whole, that was out of left field. That's because of David Arquette and Christina Arquette, his wife, who wasn't his wife back then. But this crazy little project came up years ago. And then David said, oh, Stacy can shoot it. He can, you know, he can use my camera. So Christina called me and said, oh, David wants you to shoot this thing. I don't know how to use a camera. I've never know anything about it. Never picked a camera up. And she's like, no, he says it's really easy. He'll let you use his camera and he'll show you what to do. And he showed me a little something. And luckily, I think from acting and also just because I, I, I'm kind of aware of things going on around me, I kind of had a knack for shooting. We'll say that primed me up for what was coming three months later. Because what happened was people have seen the movie and, you know, it's, it's, in, it's out in the world now. Valerie has Parkinson's disease. And at this point, they weren't exactly sure what she had because she had, she had different symptoms of some, of some different things. Like she had some symptoms of Parkinson's, but then she had some symptoms of other stuff. So they, weren't, they couldn't exactly say you have Parkinson's 100%. But she also had essential tremors, which is what Catherine Hepburn had. So she had a, she had a bit of a shake. And you would think they're the same thing, but it's a different kind of thing. Anyway, so she was going to have a brain surgery. It's called DBS, deep brain stimulation. So I won't get into the whole thing of it, but they go in and they probe your, they put a probe inside of your brain. And so it's got like a little battery and you turn it on and that electrical current stops the shaking and whichever side it's, it's supposed to do it on. So anyway that surgery was going to happen. And I've been telling Valerie for years, somebody should do a documentary on you. Somebody should do a documentary on you. And this is before what documentaries are, what they are now. I mean, now there's, this is before streaming, you know, with streaming, it's like documentaries are everywhere and it's great. I mean, come on, who doesn't love to watch a good true crime thing or whatever. So, you know, nothing was really coming about. I wasn't really being pursued. And then when she was going to have the brain surgery, I knew that was a one-time shot to, to get this footage. So I borrowed a camera from somebody and I literally, I just took a, like a DSLR, you know, like a regular camera. I took it into the hospital. I didn't ask anybody. I was just kind of like, you know, trying to be a little coy with it. And I just kind of shot stuff when nobody was looking or whatever. And so I got, you know, I got all that footage you see at the hospital and whatnot. So that was kind of the beginning of it. And then I just decided, you know, let me start trying to put this thing together, you know, and that's where, you know, reaching out to get interviews with celebrities and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of um, what got me into filmmaking. And, you know, then after that I did, well, I was still shooting this, but I was a producer on, you cannot kill David Arquette. You saw that documentary about David Arquette's return to professional wrestling, which is an amazing documentary and just a crazy story. So if you haven't seen that out there, guys, you should, uh, you should check it out. How did you and Valerie even meet? 
Valerie and I live in the same neighborhood. And in 2006, we bumped into each other walking our dogs. Hi, hello. I didn't know who she was. Big floppy hat, big sunglasses, classic Valerie Prime. I didn't know. And I would say maybe a week and a half later, we bumped into each other again. She was walking her dog and I've been on a run. We started kind of chatting and she was inviting me to go to the secret place where she used to take her dog on these hikes. She's like, nobody knows about it. It's beautiful. You know, take your dog. You want to come with me sometime? And I was like, sure. And also I kind of thought, you know, she's not bad looking for an older lady. I think she's coming on to me. (laughs) So we chat a little more and, you know, she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an actor. What do you do? She goes, I'm an actress. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then what happened was she was giving me her email address because iPhones weren't even a thing yet. I don't think her email address was a hotmail address and it was her name, you know? So she told it to me again. And I said, you know what? I'm really bad with names. I'm sorry. What's your name again? And she goes, do you know what IMDB is? I was like, yeah, I'm an actor. Of course. She goes, did you ever see the movie Lenny? I was like, well, no, I kind of know what it is. I've never seen it. And she literally goes, did you ever see Superman? Like, of course. She says, I was Miss Tessmacher. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I know who you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And an add-on, just a funny side note. I'd say a year or so before that, I had a really bad cold. And I always keep going. You know, I never rest and take care of myself with those things. I'm always going. But it was a Sunday night. I'm going to chill out, watch some movies, try to feel better. I throw Superman in, which I'd seen, you know, a hundred times or whatever. And as I'm sitting there watching it, I think, I wonder whatever happened to that lady. And she literally lived half a block away from me. That's how we originally met. And we just became the best of friends back then. And when people ask, what's your relationship? It's kind of, what's the thing? So I have to explain to them, she's like my mother. Like I'm the closest thing to a son she has. I make sure you know, she's looked after, things are taken care of and things like that. That's just our relationship. So, um, and she's the best. I mean, you know, if you, if if you love her and, you know, as an actress and as, and, and all of her movies and everything, you would fall head over heels for just, you know, if you're just her friend, like we, we used to have so much fun together, you know, going out and doing things and, you know, just, she's fun. She's said, you know, she's not like anybody else you've ever met. How did she take to the idea of you making this documentary? She was pretty cool with it because she wanted to do a book and there was an outline and she had had all this stuff for years. And, you know, she kept saying, oh, I'm going to do a book about my life because, you know, I've had this interesting life. It never was quite going forward. I mean, little pieces here and there, but it never, you know, went to that next level. And so, again, when the surgery happened, I said, I want to shoot this. And she was like, okay. So she was okay with everything. And then, you know, when he gets into the second half of the movie with the Parkinson stuff, you know, that's really raw. And that's most celebrities or people in the public eye, if they get sick or something, you just don't hear about it. They kind of fade out. You know, you might think, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so? And then you hear they pass away. And then you then you hear what was going on sometimes or whatever. You know, you don't really hear that much about him, someone struggling, struggling with something. When I started shooting some of the more we'll say intimate parts of her illness. We talked about it. You know, I said, look, I want to show this kind of like a day in the life thing. And, you know, and there's all this other stuff. Are you cool with that? She wanted to do it because 
there's so many people going through things in the world. I mean, it can be, it can be a disease like Parkinson or cancer, or it can be mental illness, or, you know, you could just be going through a rough patch in life. I mean, it's, everybody's going through something. You know, she thought that if, if people would see her going through what she's going through, maybe she could be an inspiration to other people and, and for them to see that they're not alone. Because here this is, you know, everybody thinks, oh, movie star, you live in a mansion in Beverly Hills, you're rich, you're, you know, nothing can touch you, you're, you're, always, you're always 30, you know, you're always beautiful and all that stuff. And that's not the way the world is, you know. I'll tell you one thing she said, I asked her this because I was going through some footage the other day for something else. And I'd forgotten about, some, you know, because I've shot her over like seven years or something. So I, I was looking at some footage and I asked her. I said, why did you want to do the documentary? She took him a second and she goes, I knew it would be good for you. And I knew it would be good for us. It, it hit me really hard, you know, because again, this was, I don't know, let's say five years ago when I shot that and I forgot about it, but it was just such a, a, a nice thing to revisit, you know, but yeah, no, she was, she was cool with, with me shooting everything I shot, which again, you see her and you know, battling what she's battling, you know, and a lot of people don't want you to see them when they're not movie star, glamorous, best self, but that's not who she is, you know, because also she's, she's taking this thing on, she's doing it head on, you know, she's very courageous and she's keeping her spirit because that's what I want to show her spirit. I want to capture her spirit, like her, who she really is. And I think I did that with the film, but again, that's what, that's who she is. And again, for People that have seen the documentary, you know, I had no idea she was going through this, but that's so inspiring. Or I know somebody that's going through this. I'll them to see the movie. You know, she's such a warrior. It's beneficial to a lot of people, I think. What was your process of putting this all together? Because there's so many moving pieces whenever you make a film. Well, this is my first movie. So literally the way I went about it was I just shot everything that I could shoot because it was just me. I didn't have a crew with me. I was a one-man band. You know, getting the interviews was one thing. That was the part that I kind of hated the most because, you know, you have to reach out to somebody's publicist or their or their agent or manager or whoever. I didn't look forward to it. I did it. And, you know, I, I got a lot of really great interviews and people were very receptive. But that was the part that I, I would say that I didn't like the most. I had all the access that I wanted to Valerie. So I just shot whenever something was gonna going on, when something was happening, or, you know, again, after that brain surgery, I stayed at her house for two weeks because she didn't, she couldn't be alone. Not that I was shooting her the whole time, but I was there and the camera was there. And oddly enough, there is a part in the movie where you see her getting out of bed. It's all TVs on, it's a dark room. And I don't know what I thought to bring the camera down there with me. I have no idea. But it's just such a, it's a pretty powerful shot. But yeah, I mean, there's so many moving parts and everything. Again, I shot everything. And then when I got to a certain point, one of my friends is a filmmaker, a writer, director. His first movie was called Catch 44. It had Bruce Willis, Forrest Whitaker, Malin Ackerman, uh, a ton of people in it. It's a really good movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it. I said, hey, he knew I'd been shooting this thing for a long time. And so I was talking to him and he said, well, what do you have? think I've got gold. I've got all this really great footage. He asked me to bring it over. I take it over to his place. We start going through some of these great interviews and some pieces with Valerie and everything. And he said, if this is done right, it could go to Sundance. And I thought, 
wow, like I never, I didn't think like that. I hadn't thought in that direction. And so he partnered up with me and he's the guy, I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about post and who to go to or any of that stuff. So anyway, he's the guy that made all those things happen. Also found one of the great producers of the film, Oliver Ridge is this really great guy. So he kind of brought a bunch of that stuff together and found a, an amazing editor, Jacob Kirby, who did it. The editing was great. Like, I love to be in the edit. I need to learn to edit. I keep saying that, and I just need to sit down and, like, really learn it. But I love being with Jacob, the editor, because I know what I want, you know. I just need somebody to help me do it. And also, he has such a good eye for things, too. There's certain things like, oh, what if we cut it here? And, and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't think of that. So all that, I love all that stuff. That stuff is really great. A side note, what I would do after I would shoot an interview with whoever it was, you know, let's say Jeff Bridges or Richard Donner or whoever it was, I would, you know, bring my footage home and then I would take it over to Valerie's and I would show her what I just shot, you know? So, you know, she would get to hear, you know, one of these great friends of hers or someone she worked with saying all these amazing things about her and, and how much, you know, they loved her and all those kind of things, which I think there's a therapeutic aspect of that, that, that helped with the Parkinson's, what was going on with her, you know, because I mean, it's no secret once you see the film, but you know, she's bedridden, she can't walk. And again, she does have a really good spirit, but I think those things for anybody hearing people just like say great things about you, it just makes you feel good. And it, and it, it raises your spirits, you know? So I think that that was a, an unexpected benefit of the film. That's the thing. It's really weird because this wasn't some guy making a movie about somebody that I didn't know. There was, you know, again, I would show her all this stuff. And I think that there was a lot of beneficial things. I would, I would call it therapeutic. There was a lot of therapeutic value that came from the movie towards her and what she's going through. I just said I, I left her house, I think, maybe an hour ago. I found some Johnny Carson footage that wasn't in my film but i found like you know these old episodes and they were all you know ones that she was on and i took them over and we watched them in one episode she you know she's a huge dog lover she had four great danes and a mastiff in her movie star days and the mastiff was like 250 pounds so this one time she's on the tonight show joe namath is there he's there right before her, and he's joe namath doing his joe namath thing like he's funny and great and everything she brings out four dogs with her, huge dogs. It's crazy when you see that. They're like, what is going on? What are these? Are these, are you sure these aren't dinosaurs? I and mean, all, that, all that stuff. But anyway, so we were watching that stuff and it just put a smile on her face just to kind of go back first to see the dogs, of course, because those were her pride and joy. But just to be transported back to that time, because I was like, do you, do you remember? Do you remember this? Do you remember? taking the dog she's like yeah so it's just you know there's all these little extra therapeutic things that i think a lot of people going through whatever the, you know they don't have that those things aren't there for them you know they don't have a video of them i mean well maybe you know a lot of people do shoot you know like home movies and things that can be a big help for anybody going through something yeah i love that in the your credit sequence when you have all the people speaking directly to her that's wonderful the way that came about is that was for her. That was my idea. I said, when I get at the end of the interview, I would say, hey, is there something you want to say to Valerie? She sees all these and 
everybody was like, sure, you know, and they would say something really sweet and something really nice. And then when we were editing, you know, I told the guys, we have to put this in, like in the credits. She ends the movie, wraps it up really well, and that's a great ending. But then you just see this thing pop up during the credits and you just feel all this like hope and well wishes and everything. And, you know, and it ends with Jeff Bridges doing his thing. And that's kind of the ribbon on top of the present, you know? It's kind of amazing. And it's great that Valerie's still with us. And then you look at some of those interviews and you're just like, Dick Donner, he's gone. You know, Jeff Bridges has cancer now. It's like, I hope he's doing all right. And it's just, you realize that age comes for all of us. You know, it's crazy doing something like this because, I mean, I was really lucky. You know, I got a lot of really great people and a lot of them die. I have A lot of them have died. You know, you don't see him in the movie because originally the movie was going to be a feature. And then actually Aaron... Aaron said, hey, have you thought about doing it as a short? And I was kind of like, wait, I don't know, you know. He said, look at the movies that were for Oscars this year in the short documentary category. Okay. I look at them. And they were, you know, they were interesting, but I thought, my movie's better than that. I mean, I know it is. And so that's why we went the short route. But what I was getting at is, you know, I interviewed um, Alex Rocco. If you remember Alex Rocco from Mo Green, from The Godfather, sweetest he's a really dear friend like a sweet sweet guy didn't know he was sick you know and a few months later after after i shot him like he passed away i really wanted him in the documentary but i once it was shortened up i didn't want to put just one little piece of him saying something i you know i didn't want to it was a disservice but like you know he passed away uh, dick van Patten passed away Again, Richard Donner, I actually went to like a celebration of life for Richard Donner a few weeks ago and just what a man, what a talent. I mean, he he transcends like everything, you know, a genius. But yeah, one thing I, I tell anybody if they're shooting something, if they have anything to do with older people, I say, shoot them first, get what you need, because you just, you don't know. You just, I mean, you never know for anybody, but especially if somebody's, somebody's older. So what is Valerie's reaction the first time you show her the finished piece? Well, she's kind of seen it all through the process of it. But I think I showed her on her birthday. Maybe it was 2019. I can't remember. I I think I'm pretty sure it was because it was before the pandemic. And I always have like a party for her on her birthday, meaning, you know, friends of hers, friends of mine that know her from the movie and stuff. You know, everybody will go over have wine, have a good time, spend time with Valerie. You know, she's in her bedroom. We just literally bring in all the chairs, circle the bed. Everybody's having a good time. And, and, you know, we're celebrating her. So we watched it there. That's where the first time she, she saw it like a complete piece with credits and everything. And she loved it. Like she, she's proud of it. This is the bookend to her life. You know, she's had this amazing, incredible life that I always say people could live 5% of the life she's led. That would be a dream come true. They would be on cloud nine. I mean, again, you see some of what she, some of her life in the movie, but I mean, she's done things that literally like an author would have to, would have to create a character that's had a life as rich and fulfilling as her life. There's not many people that can say they've, in the 60s, she was in the golden age of Vegas with the Rat Pack, you know, and she was a really well-known sh- showgirl there. And then, you know, she falls into Hollywood, literally gets discovered. 
And she's in the last decade of true glitz and glamour and, and excess of Hollywood. I mean, that's just two parts of her life. But no, she loved the movie and she's very happy with it. And she's happy with the Parkinson stuff because it, you know, that can, some people see it and they're like, wow, like that's, that's heavy, you know, or even the trailer. It's, it's funny to me because I, I mean, I've seen it so much. I mean, I've, you know, I shot it, but some people will see the trailer and they'll be like, I, I started crying. I was like, Oh, there's that thing when you're a filmmaker, it's like, yes. And then there's the other part where you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you. I didn't mean to upset you, but yeah, but Valerie loves it. You know, it is, it's like last little jewel of her crown, if you want to call it that. So, you know, cause this is the last thing anybody's ever going to see her in. That's it. I mean, the last movie she did was called Silver Skies. That's the last acting you'll ever see her do. But this is the last thing you, anybody's ever going to see her in. Just because, you know, she's retired because of the Parkinson's. Because she'd be doing these things with me, you know, if she could. And her be having a blast doing these. But it's just too hard for with, you know, the Parkinson's. Is, it limits her in so many ways. And, you know, and also people, you know, they you have a vision of, you think, of Miss Tessmacher. You hear her name. You think of that or Lenny or something like that. But, you know, you see her in her prime being the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And and she doesn't I mean, I'm not saying she, she doesn't look bad or anything, but, you know, she's she's going to be 79 this year. You know, she has Parkinson. So, you know, it's also better to leave that, you know, people want to keep the image of in their mind of who she is. And I mean, and it even strays a little bit in the movie because she was in her 70s when we were shooting that. So. But yeah, believe me, I wish she was with me too. We'd be having a hell of a good time. So where can people see the movie now? You can rent it and also buy it. It's kind of a little weird. So I'm just going to tell you all the places because you should be able to rent it from all of them. But I think they were having a little mix up and you have to buy it from some places, but it may be $3.99. It's not very much. Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, you can buy the DVD for all you cinephiles and people who just like a hard copy. You can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Walmart, and you can get it at Barnes and Noble. Uh, again, all online. And the easy way to remember that, and I'll say it again at the end, is go to ValerieMovie.com and all those links are there. That's an easy way to find it. Or unless you're just going Apple TV and I think if you just put Valerie Prine in, it should pop up. The Valerie Movie is like the easiest way to search for it. There's also a GoFundMe for Valerie, and all that money goes to help with her care for her for her illness. Anybody can donate to that. Easiest way, ValerieMovie.com. There's a link, I think, at the bottom of the page there for that. And anything anybody that wants to, to give, it's 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 thank you from me, bottom of my heart. And I know Valerie would say thank you too. Anything that comes into that, that that's very helpful. So if, if you see the movie and and love it and you want to give something, do that. Or if you just want to give something without seeing the movie, that's great too. And also on the ValerieMovie.com page, you can follow her on Instagram, you can follow her on Twitter. And everybody that I talk to, they love all the stuff she posts and it's funny and you'll see pictures because I'll find things and I'll be like, hey, what about this thing? You'll see pictures that, that you won't see anywhere else because they've never been released. And how about you? What are you working on these days? Well, I've got a, some projects I'm trying to put together right now. So there's like a, like a true crime piece, this crazy serial killer, like bizarre thing, which 
I love. I mean, I think we all kind of have that guilty pleasure of watching those things. They're so good. Aaron and I are working on some things, my buddy Aaron. So that's pretty much kind of my focus right now. You know, maybe another documentary. This is kind of just such a special documentary, you know? So we'll see. Oh, I actually am. Do you know who Jesse Graff is? American Ninja Warrior? She's amazing. She's this stunt woman. You know, she's been in the Wonder Woman movies and just all the stuff. And she's huge in the American Ninja Warrior stuff. We're working on a project with her. This one isn't me and Aaron, but it's me and actually another one of the producers on my movie, April Wright. And if you like, if you're into drive-in movie theaters or movie palaces, that's her niche. Like she's got some documentaries out about those that are amazing. So if you're into that world, April Wright, and you can find her stuff. But yeah, the Jesse Graff thing, that is going to be pretty interesting. You know, I think it'll be a very big, um, I don't know, she's so influential to, to younger girls and women in general, you know, and you don't, I mean, there's a lot more of it now than there used to be, but you never can have too much empowerment for women. You wrote and I think co-produced and even starred in one called The Essence of Depp. I did this thing, geez, that was like 2005. Because apparently I look like Johnny Depp. I, I started getting that after I moved here. So we did this, you know, it's a mockumentary spoof thing. And we shot this thing and put it together. And then the other people, uh, I guess the person who wrote it and the producer of it, like they just kind of dropped the ball. They didn't get any further. So it, it's not anywhere. But I feel like there could be something out there for it. Maybe we can make it, could it even if we just chop it up and make it like a little docu-series but there's like all these soap stars in it like from young and the restless uh a brat packers in it if you remember clayton roner clayton's one of my dearest friends he's like a brother but yeah the essence of depth i mean maybe there's a way to get it out at some point because it, it's it's kind of silly but it's i don't know especially with what's going on with johnny right now maybe people want to see more uh, more depth stuff do you do uh, an impersonation no it's the weirdest thing is people like i know his first wife Lori Depp. And she met me. It was actually through this weird thing because of Valerie, you know, and I didn't want to be, you know, I I usually have all the bracelets. It's just the way I am. I, I, I dress like that anyway, but I don't, I think I kind of scaled it down that day and we were talking and whatever. And then I was like, well, I did this thing, you know, this kind of Johnny Depp thing. She's like, I was going to say like, you're his doppelganger. Like you look, I was like, I mean, who's going to know better than her because she was married to him when, you know, before it was Johnny Depp when they moved here together, the whole thing. No, it's like people say, you sound just like him. I don't try to do anything. It's just, but yeah, I guess there's a, there is a lot. One of my buddies is this amazing artist and he, like he knows Depp, like he used to do stuff for Depp. Now he's with Robert Downey, which is pretty crazy. But like, like he, he would even say, cause he'd see him all the time. He's like, yeah, dude, you got the, you got the deadness going on. Things can be worse, I guess. You know, it's better than if I look like, Carl Malden. I mean, no offense to Carl Malden, but you know. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your time. This is great talking with you. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your work. Thank you for the documentary, and thank you again for your time. Thanks, man. Thank you for giving me some time here, and thanks for being a fan of Valerie. Come on, I uh, I hope everybody gets a chance to see the movie, and you know, gets gets a little inspiration from it.
Yeah. 